Let's just worship Jesus. Yeah, let's just worship God. Let's just love God in this place. Thank you, Lord. Let's just raise up a song in this place. reason why we are here, Lord. Literally, you are the reason why some of us are alive today. If it wasn't for you, God. If it wasn't for you, God. If it wasn't for you, God. Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We need you, God. Yeah. We are everything. singing 
I, I just saw such a beautiful picture of the church. I saw a beautiful picture of a groom and a bride singing in one song, joining in one song, singing a duet together. And, and I believe God wants us to partner with him today in marriage covenant, in song, in, in depth of relationship, in honestly speaking, lovemaking. <laughs> uh, that has been my prayer. That has been my prayer. And uh, that's actually what I'm going to share on today. It's going to be a little scary. It's going to be a little intense because we're going to talk about lovemaking. Uh, I want to talk about the king's chambers. Uh, what is that even, Jeremy? Um, let me open my Bible. Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, chapter 1. We're going to talk about the king's chambers. Song of Songs, I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Song of Songs, chapter one, uh, just verse one to four. <laughs> okay, what is this book? So Song of Songs is like, scholastically and academically speaking, theologically, doctrinally, uh, the Christian community agrees that this is very much um, God's love song to the church. It, it, is, it is God's love song to Israel, it is Christ's love song and poem to us today and it is so intimate there's like a lot of love making happening there's like a lot of kisses and we're just gonna read from this it's gonna be so good okay song of songs uh verse one uh verse chapter one verse two it, it starts off it says let him kiss me with the kisses let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Jesus, God. Okay, we're going to get through this. For your love is more delightful than wine. Your love is more delightful than wine. Your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the maidens love you. God, it's no wonder we are helplessly in love with you. You are so good. You are so good, God. This is my favorite part, verse 4. Take me away with you. Let us hurry. There, there is a time sensitivity and an urgency to being taken away with God. Take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king bring me into his chambers. <laughs> Let the king bring me into his chambers. Do you know what the king's chambers are? It, in the New Living Translation, it legit says bedroom. Bring me into the king's bedroom. Do you guys know what happens in a bedroom? <laughs> love making. Actually intimate love making. I, I, 
Our bedrooms in our homes are the most intimate room we have. When, when, when I go over to someone's house, I don't dare step foot in their bedroom unless they invite me in. You know, I'm a guest in your home. I'm not going to go marching upstairs to the bedroom, to your chambers, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but God is inviting us into the king's chambers. He's inviting us into his bedroom. And, and Rianne was up here and she was singing about the inner courts. And I feel like there is something even more inner than the inner courts. And it's the king's chambers. It's the bedroom of the king where lovemaking actually happens. Like marriage union is consummated with King Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's so good, guys. So I think something is happening globally uh, in the ecumenical community of Christianity across the world. And, and it's that times are changing, that there's a shift being brought uh, into our environment. And, you know, in the past, I feel like we've come to the Lord because we want salvation. I feel like in the past we've come to the Lord out of fear. Some of us have received God out of fear because there's fear. I don't want to go to hell. And, and we've received the Lord out of fear and, and, and because he's like our ticket to heaven. But something is changing globally where we are seeing now a revelation of God as a lover. And, and, and the church is, is learning what it's like to make love to God, to be in marriage union, to, to like, ugh. Make it real personal. It's happening. Oh, I'm like crying. Everything. Okay, pardon me. Um, yeah. It's all over the Bible. It really is. Um, marriage covenant, love making, intimacy with the Lord. This book that we so casually read from. It, it, is, it is a love letter from God. It really is. There is love on every page and there are times where I can't even read because I get so wrecked and showered just by his presence, just by him, just by his presence. And I go to engage in the word and I can't. I'm stopped and I'm silenced by his love. Let's read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's read it. It's in Zephaniah 3.17. I found this recently. It is such a goodie. Zephaniah 3.17 says this. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. Here it is. Here it is. He will quiet you with his love. He will quiet you with his love. And I feel like sometimes, guys, we're busy. And we're like running around. And we're like doing stuff all the time. And we're even coming before the Lord frantic. And I feel, I see the Lord put his finger up to our lips and just hush us with his love. Just quiet and still us with his love. I feel like when we're done, all our prophetic stuff, our hoeing and our shoeing and our fire tunnels and our shakababas, God just says, yo, are, are you done? Like, like come sit. I, I feel the Lord saying, like, come sit. Come, come and be married. Like, are we going to do marriage together? Like, 
when you are done all your declaration like just come and be my bride when you are done everything blowing your shofars and anointing your house just just come and sit be still by my love he says and he will rejoice over you with singing I feel like there's levels of intimacy. We see it in scripture. Uh, in the book of John, Jesus says, no longer do I call you servants, but now I call you friends. Uh, we also see marriage covenant, a huge, huge part. Being a bride of Christ, married to him, a huge, huge part. And, and so I feel like, I feel like there's this place with the Lord where we go from servanthood to, to now being friends. And then we go from being friends with God to being a bride, to being married to him in, in holy matrimony and marriage union. And then we go even deeper to this thing where like he is in us and we are in him. And we are one in that sense. And, and I feel like God is bringing the bride further and further like into the inner inner courts known as the king's chambers and as the bride grows and matures globally as one person as we grow as one person we are learning to interact with god as a bride like finally like finally he's not some genie but we're learning to interact with him as a bride as a lover and I heard this this week is that you cannot have intimacy without interaction. You cannot have intimacy without interaction. And God is calling his bride to interact with him in the chambers, in your bedroom, in the king's bedroom. I also want to say that um, that proximity breeds affection we need to be close we need to interact with God this week I, I found myself actually weeping uh, over Justin and Anand because I just love them so so much and they're such dear bros to me and and I think I got there because I interact with them throughout the week and, and there's intimacy where, where people don't see and, and I've been close to them in proximity. And, and because I've been in proximity with them, there's, there's affection being bred and born. Um, Michael actually had this cool vision downstairs when we were uh, in pre-service prayer. And uh, he said, speaking of things being born and bred, he said he sees like a, like a stork carrying like um, a bassinet. Uh, which I think is so appropriate because I feel like we really know that we're making love with God and that and that the Holy Spirit is making love to us when we begin to become pregnant with the things of Him. And, and there becomes this welling up that we cannot keep inside. And there are things inside of us that just have to come out. There is a, a, a pregnant swelling when God begins to make love to his church. We can no longer hold anything in. And these new things begin to erupt within us. 
there are new things that begin to well forth and come out of us. Things that we never knew were there because love making is taking place between the bridegroom and his bride. That's how we know that the storks are carrying bassinets. The storks of heaven are carrying bassinets. Speaking of levels of love, the Bible talks about um, actually four different kinds of love. Uh, in, the, in the Greek translation, we have one word for it. This, the same word we use to say, Jesus, I love you, is the same word that I use to say, I love avocado toast. In, in English, it's the same, but, but they're different love. And in the Greek, there's, there's four different kinds. There's phileo. There's storge, there's agape, and then there's eros. Uh, phileo is like friendship, right? Hey, we're buddies, we're friends, I'm a friend with Jesus. Storge is like family love, and it's like when we become sons and daughters of God, and now we're, 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 we're going from phileo, friendship, into storge as sons and daughters. And then there's like agape, where there's like, it's, it's God's love that's like unconditional, and then, and then I really feel like there's Eros love being released to the church today. I feel like there is a global move where the Lord is no longer training up leaders. He's, he's raising up lovers. And, and, and we have tried to lead and lead out of the flesh for so long, I feel, as a global church. But, but God is, is teaching us how to love, just to be with Him. We have been martha running around, doing stuff. For decades and God is like yo are you done yet like come and sit Mary has chosen the one thing that cannot be taken away from her the one thing that matters let's just be married I think marriage covenant is with the Lord is actually just so, so biblical. It's, it's everywhere. I, I see it in the first pages in Genesis chapter 2. Uh, I, I see it in, in the New Testament. And I, and I feel like Adam and Eve are uh, a symbol and a type for us to be with the Lord. I really feel like God wants us to be naked and unashamed before him. That that what Adam and Eve had together, that, that we would have with him, that we would have with him unashamed. Um, and it's actually, I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 5. So in Ephesians chapter 5, the Holy Spirit is speaking through his servant Paul. And what we have here is this, this whole passage uh, about husbands and wives in Ephesians chapter 5. And I, and I found something interesting in uh, Ephesians 5, 31 and 32 in this conversation about husbands and wives. This is what the Holy Spirit says through his servant Paul in verse 31. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. 
the two will become one flesh. The next verse, 32. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. That's what it says in your Bible. That's what it says. So the Bible in its entirety is speaking towards a correlation between Adam and Eve and, and us and Christ. That's why we see scripture also speak of Jesus being the last Adam, because there is a direct correlation between Adam and Eve and Christ and his church, where, where we would become one flesh. Do you know what that means? Oof, I'm going to tell you, it means to make love to each other. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. That's what that means. The whole Bible is inviting us in to like sacred love making with God. And this might be weird, especially for dudes, but like God is like inviting us to be brides. I was in Pastor Kevin's office and we were praying for the men of Windward, and my prayer was God that you would teach the men to be a bride. Like, teach us how to love you, God. Teach us how to sit with you, Lord, and just love you. Can we just love you, Lord? Because I feel like you can have people in the ministry that are not really in love with Jesus. But you can't have people who are really in love with Jesus and not be in the ministry. Because when you're in love with Jesus, it impregnates you with something. When you're in love with Jesus and, and you're in the fiery furnace of lovemaking and, and you are in the king's chambers, you cannot help but minister and, and like verbally regurgitate Jesus over everybody like that you see. It, it, it just happens. to have Voice of Thunder. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, I think all this rain is pretty prophetic. I think the fact that we had a power surge is even more powerful because a power surge only happens when there's more power than you can handle. <laughs> and some of us have experienced that as we worship. We feel like we're being surged with power and our bodies cannot handle it. And I feel like that's happening to our family, that there is a power surge and there is so much power coming to this house, to this family, that it's like we just short-circuited for a bit and like the alarms were going off and like stuff was happening. Uh, one of the youth and young adults, they said that they were outside during that storm and they saw this lightning bolt rip through the sky in the direction of our building. And, and, and I keep asking Samantha and Pastor Kevin, yo, did lightning actually hit our building? Because that's crazy. And so as we prepare for Voice of Thunder and everyone's going to get touched, their people are going to fall on the ground and things are going to be amazing. Um, 
One thing that I want to say and leave with you is that if our public touches do not turn into a private kiss, it'll all fade away. And, and we wonder why. We wonder why we have these God encounters and our tears and our snot are all over the carpet and then it just fades away. It's because a public touch needs to turn into a public, a private kiss. We, we really need that private intimacy with the Lord. We really need that private intimacy with the Lord. It's everything. It's everything. Be with Him. Be with Jesus. 
not enough time in the world to lay with you, my king, into your chambers. Take me away with you. Let us hurry, my king, into your chambers. Not enough time in the world to lay with you, my king, into your chambers. Take me away with you. Let us hurry, my king, into Because if you if you don't extinguish every last burning ember, you know what's going to happen? That fire is going to come alive again. That fire is going to come alive again. And I feel like I feel like God is reigniting sparks in your marriage with Him today. There, you may have you may have been feeling like you know what God is there anything left in this in this marriage with you? God is there any spark left? You may be saying I, I, we've lost the spark, but I have good news for you because there is a remnant left because there is just one spark left that god can bring a fire to that marriage covenant god can bring life again to that marriage covenant with him marriages with him are being restored because of the one remnant because of the one burning ember that you have with him left 
God, fan that into flame in Jesus' name. Reignite the spark. Reignite the fire in our hearts for you, Lord. That we would know you and love you. Simply that we would know you and love you, God. That's it. That we would know you and love you. Thank you, God. I love the prophetic. I, I, I love worship. I love music. But honestly, I don't, I don't want to be known as a prophetic person. I just want to be known as a lover of God. That's it. You can have everything. You can have the gifting. You can have the pulpit. You can take the platforms and the positions. I just want to be a lover. I just want to be known as a lover of God. God, we just want to love you more. We just want to love you, God. To be known as people who loved you well. To be known as people who sat at your feet and wept and washed your feet with their own tears, God. That is our prayer. Let that be our legacy, Lord. That we would be known as lovers, God. That we would be known as lovers, God. People who love you. People who love you, Lord. Who know what it's like to be a bride. To know what it's like, Lord, to call you our husband and groom. To serve you and love you. And to be one. One flesh. Just like the Bible says, one flesh. Thank you, God. With the last Adam, one flesh. Oh, God. Jesus' name. I call 
what remains in your marriage covenant with Jesus right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the marriage counselor. Thank you, Jesus, for inviting us into deeper levels of intimacy. I pray that you would release, God, the Eros love, the Eros love of God. Take us deeper into your chambers, Lord. Jesus, God, that we would be unafraid, naked and unashamed with you, God. Naked and unashamed with you, Lord. Becoming one flesh. Becoming one flesh, Lord. Teach us. Teach us, God. Great teacher. Show us how to be a bride. Show us how to be a bride. Show us how to be a bride. I'm going to invite you guys to stand as we respond to God. As I was preparing for this, I just saw us all lined up here on the front. And I saw God renewing your marriage with Him. I saw wedding vows being renewed and people coming to a new revelation of Jesus Christ as a lover, as a lover, as a lover, as a lover. Yeah. So yeah, if that's you, I, I just invite you to the front as, as an outward sign of an inward commitment towards the Lord. I invite you to come up. I'm going to pray over some people. God's going to renew you. I see this thing happening in the spirit. Some couples do it and they they like they like somehow some way they they forge together their rings. I, I see like engagement rings being forged together with wedding rings to create something new. To create something new. I see, I see big rings being forged here placed on your finger by the Lord himself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for your love, Lord. God, we love the phileo friendship. We love the storge family love as sons and daughters, Lord. We love the unconditional agape, but we are asking for the eros, Lord. Take us deeper into the king's chambers. Take us deeper into the king's chambers, Lord. That we would become one with you. One flesh, Lord. Thank you, God.
praying this weird prayer and it's that God that we would just elope that we would just run away together in passionate impulse God and be married and just leave the world behind us God that we would just elope and run away in passionate love in pure romance in the, that in the heat of any moment God we would just run away with you take us away God let us hurry into your chambers take us away God let us hurry into your chambers there, there is an urgency for this there is an urgency for this God let us hurry let us hurry
there is it is not by accident that your name is Melody. He sings your very name over you. Jesus. He sings your very name over you. He has intimate love songs with you. He sings them over you day and night. And he says, Melody, will you join me in song? Will you sing a duet with me? Will you co-labor? Will you be my partner in Jesus' name? Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for marriage. Thank you, God, for the renewing of wedding vows right here, right now. Thank you, Jesus, for the forging of engagement rings and wedding rings right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for love song. Thank you, God. Thank you. 
sweetness, your sweetness. Your sweetness, God. Sweet kisses, Lord. Sweet kisses, Lord. Sweet kisses, Lord. Sweet kisses, Lord. Sweet kisses, God.
Come and lay with us, God. Let us hurry, my King, into your chains. Not enough time. Thank you, Jesus.